The Deep End team acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands on which we work and live, pays respect to elders past, present and future, and recognises the importance of Indigenous knowledge to informing public debate. Our guest in this episode of The Deep End is Robbie Bundle. Robbie Bundle is Chief Executive Officer of the Songlines Music Aboriginal Corporation in Melbourne, which produces some of Victoria's largest Indigenous music events and runs a dedicated youth program to nurture tomorrow's Indigenous artists. He has been a musician and songwriter for more than 35 years. He describes his music as eclectic and sings stories of Black Australia with the aim of affecting positive societal change. He has collaborated with many other notable musicians, including Archie Roach, Bart Willoughby, Kutcher Edwards, Dave Arden, Shane Howard, Dave Steele, and Neil Murray. So, uh, Robbie, it's wonderful to have you with us on the Deep End podcast. Uh, Robbie Bundle is a uh, an Aboriginal elder and a musician, and we're very lucky to have him speaking to us as we uh, record this on Wurundjeri land and Boonarong land in Melbourne at the Ian Potter Centre. Uh, in the, which is part of the Melbourne Conservatorium. Um, Robbie, please tell us something about yourself, your life, uh, your loves, what you do. Uh, well, thank you for the kind introduction. It's, it's great to be here with both of you. And um, I think my life, all of the things that I do love is life itself and uh, my five beautiful daughters and our 19 grandchildren. And um, as a side to that, um, is uh, is music is is my my love um, that I like to share and write songs and share it with the wider public with and, and to my friends and to my community and to my mob. Um, I think that's really really important to do so. And, and I think to be in this opportunity now at this this point in time with with the politics that's going on in Australia at the present time. But it's much, much more than that. I think, um, you know, it lends itself to to many open conversations, hopefully, you know, a lot, lot of wisdom being passed and passed on down. Um, and I think something that we've learned along the way in our early years to be able to respond to occasions. But so that's, um, that's just a short response. Hmm. I, I think... You and Marcia are from similar parts of Queensland, aren't you, in terms of background? Is that right? Well, my father's, yeah. I'm a father's, uh, through my father's family. Um, I've got links to Warrabinda and, and um, you know, right up the Gulf and, and further down to, uh, right down the coast to, to Sydney, really. It's it's quite an extensive family, um, really. And so, yeah, but I guess we're linked in there somewhere. Hmm. Yeah, I was thinking the Bidjara connection. Well, actually, Wurrabinda is where all the Yaman people were taken to in the 1920s in the forced march from the old Tarum Reserve. Oh. Yes, that's correct. And oh. my grandfather and his twin brother and their sister ended up there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's profound, that all of that information. I think it's... Um, the whole thing that was going on during that time when J.B. Peterson was a young man trying to exert his rights, if he had any. Yeah. So what have you been 
working on recently and in particular, I guess, during this year of referendum campaigning? Um, I think one of the one of the beautiful things, I'm currently the CEO of Songlines um, Music Aboriginal Corporation and we develop and do a lot of, you know, working with a lot of First Nations mob and, and musicians and, and trying to support however, in whatever form that we can um, to uh, facilitate more active spaces for First Nations people to to practice their music uh, uh, and to to be able to be in a position to either record or to play or perform. So we're based now at Kindred Studios now in, in Melbourne on the, on the west side of the river in Yarraville. And um, some of the great things uh, just in recent times, I know this week, um, which was, and leading up from that, that, I mean, there's so many things that have been going on, but I think one of the important things just for me personally, and um, I just attended the um, the Elders Summit at the Makura. Oh, in right. Park, and I caught up with Annie Pat. And we were sitting down having a really good conversation about, you know, what was what and where things were going, where things were headed. And it was a really great opportunity to be, uh, to link up with with uh, with her again, and and in that way to be able to share where things are at and and how far they've come since uh, since Uluru. So that's been a big thing. So we've just had two amazing projects, um, musicians for Yes. We've had one at Kendra Studios, um, where where our office is based, and um, um, in this space to be able to you know, offer whatever support that we can and, and certainly that I can from my own personal opinion um, to put into the music, onto the music platform. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. So given the experiences you've had and the changes you've seen in the substantial number of decades that you've been on this planet, what are the main things that are motivating you to campaign for a yes vote in this referendum? If you had to... I think, you know, yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, I think, you know, having a conversation with my family and my sister and my, my wife and, and friends in general and my uh, comrades in the musician fraternities um, and artists alike, is is built on a very simple formula really and that's you know that's based on goodwill yeah and um the goodwill coming from my parents you know from my mother and my father they've always been able to say you know be mindful of what's going on around you as you grow older you're going to learn so much and i think um in the space that i have occupied i have learned so much um in terms of how people react to one another and what they do. Um, and I think, you know, coming out from all the stories from 1967 and and when you're growing up, you're trying to hear these stories for, told from your parents' point of view and how they were feeling at the time. And I know during the whole ministries, there were so many people, you know, only faith and uh, all of the like, and were putting their commitment and their hearts forward in goodwill, <clears throat> based on goodwill. So, so tell us more about the um, 
Yes campaign events you you have been running, you know, who were the people who turned up? What were their sorts of reactions? What was the mood like in the room? What conversations did they generate? What What's your sense, I guess, from what I'm asking? What's your sense of how people are feeling uh, from your networks heading into this referendum? The mood, I, I think, you know, being in the rooms at those events, at the first event was, was, quite, was quite amazing and, um, and it was... It's about the um, the responses that they brought, and like there was a, a comment made by one of them that they bought a song, or they bought songs to actually sing for the special event about the spe- a special occasion, and that that to me signifies um, that there's you know such a willingness based on that goodwill is to move forward to signify the moment and the history because this is one of the most is the most historical i think i think for you know first nations Melbourne for the whole of, the, of australia and the continent to embrace so the music um has really been you know at the forefront of this and so the words and the songs are doing the talking hmm. um so and both events were were packed out and they've and the, the reverberations from that since um the last one was on sunday and it was just incredible to hear the responses coming back from people that played at those and the audiences that were there um yeah it's just a beautiful thing yeah look i'm i'm actually with you i i think that particularly in times of crisis australians are generally good people and will err on the side of doing the right thing. Yes. Even if they're not entirely sure what the right thing is. And, yeah. and you know, I think we saw that during the COVID pandemic where, you know, that, there was absolutely. a huge amount of, you know, um, street level, uh, you know, five kilometre radius level in Melbourne generosity going between neighbours who hadn't even necessarily spoken to each other for years but suddenly were, you know, dropping food at, you know, elderly neighbours' doors and things like yeah. that. Um, I, I, I do believe in the goodness and generosity of oh, people. Too. Yeah, and I, and I do think that, um, you know, we, we do have a good chance of, of seeing that realised on referendum day. That is, that is indeed my, my hope. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. And there is that, that that general generosity of people, you know, in the hearts and minds that they just generally care. You know, that's that's out there in the uh, – that's the norm out there. Um, it's just, the, you know, the way society is with the little, little um, you know, sidetracks and things like that and, you know, things getting lost in translation and, and mm. people just, just being a little bit lost here and there. But I think – and they're the ones I feel for in the homeless and everything else that goes with that. But I think all in all, uh, I echo those sentiments. Mm. Mm. Yep. Um, do you mind if I ask this question, Robbie? Please. How did you get in? How did you become a musician? Ah, oh, well, I was surrounded by it all the time with my uncles and aunties, and everywhere I went, you know, it was either played on the on the mission. Wallagalake Mission, and wherever I went, there was always music around me. So 
Um, and they'd be, you know, we'd be camping out with, with relatives. Um, my mum and dad were, you know, they'd go to the, the paddocks and we'd all the, and, uh, be on the farmhouse and there'd be old pianos around and things like that. So, yeah, and, and my sister said, big fan of guitars. So yeah, that in itself, you know, um, we're just lying around. So you picked them up, but you heard it all. And uh, and then there was the thing that we went to this place. Um, we grew up in a reedy swamp, um, just out of Bigger and um, in an old tin shack. And and it was kind of really interesting that we always used to go to this big barn. And, um, and there was this amazing... Uh, element with it had all stage coaches and stuff and so and during the uh, when it was cold during the winter months we would be in the big barn and we we're up in the haylofts and and, uh, and there'd be big fire pits all around and all the elders and and uh, our mum and dads and uncles and aunties were all down there and they were you know all singing Christmas carols like Silent Night and things like that and it was just the most amazing times. And because uh, we were right near the Beagle River, and and um, and that's where a lot of our people camped and things like that. And we had to, we lived like that for you know on and off for a number of years. And so that was my my forays into that, and and then going to school and just learning how to read and write and um, how to get things basically right in your head and what you were hearing as opposed to what your hands were doing. Um, trying to learn how to play guitar and then. Um, but generally, just listening. I think that was a key for me. Mm. So you're a, uh, a a natural musician. You 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 didn't learn uh, no, formal no. music. Formal. You didn't have a formal music education. You learnt from no. your own family environment. Yeah, it's from my own family environment. Yeah, I didn't learn theory or anything like that. So yeah, you could say that. Yeah, I was just picked it up and just ran with it. But as a musician myself, you know, look, I, I, I observe all the time that, you know, um, people just generally underestimate the transformative power of music. They, 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 under, they underestimate um, the ability of music to draw people together in intrinsically meaningful and enduring ways. Yeah. And, you know, as a musician who because of all of that has been underestimated my entire career. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I just wondered what you thought about that from a, from a philosophical level. I mean, I think you've given beautiful examples of how that's happening now, but I just wondered what, you, what, what your thinking was around those things. Uh, I, I just think it, it's, it's probably one of the most, I think, you know, for us, I think we, we sort of had a bit of a brief conversation about this, but just to let other people know, I think it's really, really important um, no matter where you are and what your world is made of, there's always something that's that's going to come up that will inspire you to be able to, you know, to write or to, you know, to play a bit of music or to to construct a, a space in your head or to find a space in your head to, to and then bring that out into some form of writing and and be able to be. And I think just being helps that transition from applying your craft and being really listening in you can listen to so many different genres of music and you know records and and whatnot but i think primarily however there's this really really beautiful notion of of 
once you hear something, then they're little anecdotal things, and you'll go, oh, I love that piece. I want to put that over there. And so it's like building a jigsaw puzzle. And when you once you can be able to do that, then you can create almost anything, you know. Hmm. It's like your sound and frequencies and things, I think, you know. I don't know if that answers it, but that was coming out of my mouth. So. No, no, that, that that's fine. Absolutely fine. No, I'm very, I'm very interested in this um, because, you know, I, you know, look, I did, I did a PhD on yes. uh, the music that came out of Arnhem Land yes. in the 1980s. Exciting, yes. And that effectively shaped the way that most Australians of my generation experienced the early political developments of the early 1990s in Indigenous Affairs, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Mabo decision, like the Redfern Address, like the Native Title Act. And a lot of that was, you know, mediated by, um, you you know, a few core bands from Arnhem Land as well as, you know, musicians like, you know, Paul Kelly, who you mentioned before, and things like that, but yeah. Midnight Oil. Um, and so, you know, I'm keenly aware of how, you know, something as seemingly simple and inocu- innocuous and, and slippery as a song can have the power to radically transform the way that people think en masse about certain issues. Um, and particularly where issues such as the one we're facing now with the voice referendum are yeah. way above mere politics. They they are absolutely at, at their core human yeah. rights issues that we should all be doing the right thing for. So yeah, yeah. it's very interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you, and you look at you know um, um, Yoffi Indi and uh, you know I was interviewing those guys and the Soundbox here last year at the Arts Centre and. Oh, great! Yeah, and Mariana, yeah, it was um, it was an incredible conversation, and 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 old mate, you know, um, when he came down in the early eighties to um, down to Deakin, I was down there at the time in Geelong, and um, there was this incredible, you know, mixed room. We sit in the back veranda, one of the professors' place, and just playing, jamming, and things, and and then. Um, and, uh, you know, the family notion, they bring their family around to stay at our place. It was really great to be able to be in that position at that time, not knowing what was coming, but we kind of had an inkling, but we didn't know quite for sure what was coming. And then we separate for a long time. We go to our different directions and next window I hear it on the radio. <laughs> there it is, you know, and, uh, and the rest of the history. Yeah. So, and that, how important was that moment? Like, Wow. And so, and again, with all of the, you know, the, the great uh, protest songs, uh, No Fixed Address, Us Mob, Coloured Stone, Warumpi Band, and there's so many out there, but, you know, they cut a, sw- a swath through, you know, the, you know, the thick un- underbelly of society, you know, that was really out there permeating and twisting and turning and trying to, you know, find and, and place and strategically place Aboriginal people into a place where we didn't want to be placed and it was just, you know, so they, they were able to, you know, and hard times, you know, local Fitzroy band and uh, and um, and Mop Top and uh, Dropouts and all those. And they were able to 
tell stories through their songs and, and, and this is something I think, you know, I'm going to be touching on um, as time goes on, just to be able to tell a story. We're writing up a big documentary now with Songlines Music with Richard Jamison. Um, oh, great. We're in films, yeah, so it's going to be like a feature film documentary type thing talking about the history of music in, in from Songline's point of view and so Brilliant. we're doing a lot, a lot of different things happening there in that space. But I think, you know, I think you touched on it there. It's like it's how that motivates you as, 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 as a person with your family and your friends and your relations and your relatives and your mob in general to be able to be moving forward in the space uh, from eons old cultural knowledge through the song lines to be able to get to a point and say well this is just the beginning really mm. um and we've got a long way to go we're kind of a little bit away through it but mm. we've kind of got a long way to go through the generations now even though that seems like a long time because uh, we're getting used to the whole you know the, the modern world and modality at its finest really and we become good at it and, and adaptable and to be reasonable and interchangeable. I think that's that's what's held us in good stead to be to be this far down the track now. And I think the referendum coming up with the with the yes vote is 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 a, an absolute incredible game changer on so many levels. Um, and just to have that little space in that little corner over there will just be the right, you know, tonic, I think. Yeah, no, you're right. Well, I can't remember who said this, but you can't kill an idea. No, and, definitely not. And I've always thought of songs in particular as being the world's first viral medium. Absolutely. I guess other than actual viruses. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, yeah I mean yeah. in terms of human media human yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always Absolutely. thought of songs being you know the first viral medium and you know yeah. um it it's it's a it's a beautiful approach well it is it, it's like the first sound the first light utterances yeah that's right that's it yeah. in a nutshell yeah so look um we're heading to time very rapidly yeah. and sadly and we'd love to talk to you again about sure. more things on the program post-referendum in the future. Yep, absolutely. But um, the final question is that to people who are genuinely undecided about how they're going to vote in this referendum on the 14th of October, mm -hmm. what would you say to them as they head to the polling booths? Oh, just... Have hmm, have an open mind, I think, you know, and put yourself in that position and, and and free yourself up of the burden that you carry because that's part of the indoctrination of everything that we go through in life. And I think, and it's easier said than done, but I think by and large there exists this really beautiful goodwill that surrounds every living soul. And it's in every living soul. And I think if that's born out of that beauty to identify certain needs, um, so their character is based on on the decisions that they they make now. And if those decisions is building their character be, to be upstanding and outstanding people in their communities and as citizens and citizens of the world, then uh, 
you know, this it's going to be a mad rush, but I think we'll get there. They are very beautiful words, Robbie. Thank you very much for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you so much, um, Aaron and Marcia. It was a pleasure to be with you both. Thank you, Robbie. Very much appreciated. It's a real pleasure to talk to you and to listen to you. Yeah. Thank you. Take care.